This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Of two words of the Nabi of Islam, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that we're trying to memorize up to 40 of them. And today is one of those hadith that has stained your pocket, has stained your mind, because it will be a reoccurring situation. We will always have to use this hadith for ourselves as well for people who are loved by us and close to us. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was approached by a man in one narration and the man said, Oh, Sini, give me advice. He went and asked the scholar, the elder, the one with experience for advice. And the Prophet told him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, La taghdab, don't become angry. He said, okay, give me some more. And he mentioned it three times, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now the narration said that a man came and said, Ya Rasulullah, give me some advice and make it simple and to the point. He told that man, la taghdab, don't become angry. And there are other narrations in terms of the reasons and incidents behind the statement, la taghdab. This is from the Jawami' al-Kalim of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said he was given the Jawami' al-Kalim, the ability to say a few things, but it has a lot of meaning to it, far-reaching implications. He's the only prophet, he's the only rasul, sallallahu wa sallam, ajma'in. He's the only one who had that ability. Every other Nabi, every other rasul did not have that. He said, I was given five things no other Nabi was given. And one of them he said, Jawami' al-Kalam. Say a few words, but those few words in this case, two words. But it has a lot of benefit. It has a lot of ahkam. It has a lot of adab. These two words. These two words will help a person to maintain his marriage because when a person becomes angry, you're going to be sorry. I don't know anyone who became angry, the type of anger that's destructive, the one that's haram, except that he was nadam. He regretted it in some shape, form, or fashion. Anger is going to cause the divorce to happen. Anger is going to cause a person to be fashil. He's going to not be successful at what he's trying to do. He's on probation at his job and they're watching him and he gets angry and upset, he loses the job. Anger causes people to kill other people. And we can sit here and just give examples of what we know in real life of people who lost their lives. Sister, she wouldn't hurt a fly. But she became so angry and so enraged with jealousy and anger, she got the gun and shot her husband. She's not a murderer like that, but the anger. Some of the things that we see back where we come from in some of the Muslim countries where people were shooting people in the masjid, some of the stories that are unbelievable. Anger is a big mushkila. Because of anger, people start cursing, using language. Normally, they wouldn't, lo- they wouldn't use it. They make shetam and asab, you know, calling people outside of their names and so forth and so on. As it relates to the issue of anger, it is part of the DNA of Beni Adam. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran that he has 
created mankind in the ahsani taqweem, made them perfect. ثُمَّ رَدَّدْنَاهُمْ أَسْفَلَ السَّافِرِينَ We made them and we created him in perfection. And part of that perfection is that Bani Adam has anger. If you don't have anger, there's something wrong with you. You're from the malaika. You're not a human being. And people are on different levels as it relates to how they deal with their anger, how they manage their anger, how their anger controls them and, and how it affects them. They're those people who can calm down and not move as a result of the anger. And then there are those people who cannot do anything except make istislam to the anger. They totally, absolutely submit to it. Who is sitting with us right now, may Allah help us. May Allah help us. Anger is a big mushkila. A shaitan comes to Bani Adam from many doors, from many doors. One of the most harmful doors is the door of anger. Because if he gets control of a person through the bab of anger, as the scholar said, anger is the jami' of all of the evil. It brings all the evil together. It's that main door. If a shaitan gets you in this door, we are in trouble. May Allah help us to control our anger. I saw a few days ago on the internet where the people were getting married. They came from Uzbekistan or something like that. And it was the day of the nikah, the walima, and the girl was playing with her husband like she's going to give him the cake and she was, she, he was, she was faking and she went like that. He got so mad he slapped in front of everybody. In front of everybody. Her father, her brother, all of the people. That's a sign for anyone connected to that girl, in my opinion, to say, man, you're not taking my daughter. If you can't control yourself right here like that, then what's going to happen when you get my daughter home? So as a father who has daughters of the age to get married, I have to tell them, you're going to get married, sister. Don't get angry. Anger is a mushkila. And that's why we have to say, as we said many times, we have brothers, alhamdulillah, they're into MMA, they're into working out, staying strong, eating right. That's all good. But the Prophet told the people, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, laysa shadi bisura. إِنَّمَا الشَّدِيدُ الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ نَفْسُهُ عِنْدَ الْغَضَبَ The one who can out-wrestle the people, this is not the strong one. But in fact, the strong one is the one who can control himself when he's angry. And it is difficult for some people and easy for others. The ones who Allah gave him tawfiq. May Allah give us all the ability to control our anger. The Nabi of Islam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned a lot of things about anger and brought a book that mentioned a lot of things about anger. The mahal or the place of anger, the place, where is it? Is it in your head? Is it in your knee, in your ribs? Anger is in the heart, in the qalb. The Prophet says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ala inna fil qalb mudgha. إِذَا فَسَدَتْ فَسَدَ الْقَلْبِ إِنَّ فِي الْجَسِدِ مُضْغَ إِذَا فَسَدَتْ فَسَدَ الْجَسِدُ كُلُّهُ أَلَا وَهِيَ الْقَلْبِ Inside of your body is a morsel of flesh. If it goes rotten, then the rest of the limbs are going to go rotten. He said, verily that limb is that morsel of flesh, that organ is your heart. If that anger encompasses a person's heart, it's going to affect everything. It's going to affect his lisan. It's going to affect the way he hears and understands. It's going to affect the way he sees. And it's going to affect 
what he does as a result of that anger being on top of him and inside of him. This hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam for all of us, especially for the youngsters from amongst us, the man came and said, Ya Rasulullah, O Sini, give me some advice. This shows as a youngster, a person who's inexperienced, a person who doesn't have a lot of knowledge, you should make it part of your business to ask scholars for, your, for advice. What do they think about you making this move or that move? What do they think about you making this decision or that decision? People who have knowledge, people are older than you and they have more experience than you. Like this companion came, may Allah be pleased with them. Ya Rasulullah, give me a wasiyah, give me some advice. So an old head who has experience, maybe he's not a scholar, but he's from the elders. Kabir, Kabir. He's from the elders. You go to the elders and you ask him, I want to get married to this family. I want to get married to this tribe. I want to get married to a second wife. I want to go to Medina and stop working. That older person who has experience, inshallah, be able to help you. Having knowledge, be able to help you. Don't be the person who makes decisions on your own all the time. That's the point. If you get the advice of people who are the uqala, hukama, inshallah, tastaqimu hayatuka, inshallah. It's better than being by yourself. So our dua should be asking Allah not to leave any of us to our own selves and our whims, for the blink of an eye. Because if you're left, if we're left to our own whims and desires, it's destruction. Concerning the issue of anger, this statement, la taghdab, means a lot of things, but two things we want to bring to your attention, inshallah. La taghdab, don't become angry. One of the important meanings of it, A, is don't put yourself in the situation where you're being confronted with things that make you angry. Avoid those things. There's a person who is combative. You're always clashing with them. Saddam. You always clash. Minimize the amount of time you spend with him. As brothers who hang out together, it is not permissible for you. You know that this thing gets on his nerves. It gets into his central nervous system. Don't make tahyij and wind him up knowing that he doesn't like that. Your wife doesn't like that. She doesn't like it when you take the thing out of the refrigerator and you just drink straight from the thing. She doesn't like it. And when you do it, you make her angry and it becomes a fitna. Don't do it. Don't be a fitna. Don't be a fitan. And she should be the same way with her husband. So la taqda means don't put yourself in the position where... This thing is going to make you angry. You know it's going to make you angry, so avoid it, whatever it happens to be. You're a person who, you can't handle debates. You can't handle someone disagreeing with you. Then don't debate. Stay out of the arena of uh, debating and so forth and so on. Second thing about la taqdab, this is important. The decisions, the muqarrarat, the decisions that come as a result of anger, in Al-Islam, usually they don't count. Because Allah is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. The scholars say that anger is the jami' of all evil. It brings together anger, brings together all of the evil. Opposite of that is Al-Hilm, being jintu, Halim. They said Al-Hilm is the jami' of all good. 
all good. So when people make decisions as a result of anger, usually in al-Islam it doesn't count. It's a problem. The Nabi, for an example, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, la talaq fi ighlaq. The divorce doesn't count when the man is extremely anger, angry. And that means he's majnoon. It's not the other anger. If anybody here has been divorced, raise your hand if you've been divorced. Raise your hand if you've been divorced. Nobody raised their hand. <laughs> Mashallah. There's no man who divorces his wife and he's just sitting here cooled out saying, you know, you're divorced now. It never happens like that. It's because he's upset. He's upset and that's going to count. But it's the divorce when he is so angry and people come to him and say, Hey man, you said this. He said, no, I didn't. I didn't say that. He doesn't know what he said. That one doesn't count. That decision in Al-Islam doesn't count. He told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la yaqdi rajulun bain ithnayn wa huwa ghabban. The judge or any man should not judge between two people while you're angry. Don't judge between people while you're angry. Don't judge between people when you're hungry. Don't judge between people when you are thirsty, when you're tired. Don't judge between people when you've lost your equilibrium. And when you become angry, you've lost your equilibrium. So la taghdab. Part of it means the decisions that people make. Listen, there is nobody who has his aql who when he became angry, he wanted to do something and he decided not to do it or something prevented him from doing it. Except that when he calmed down, he was grateful and happy that he didn't do that thing. And there's no one who did something and he was angry except that he was remorseful, nadam, he regretted it, was regretful. So anger is one of those tremendously big and effective weapons of a shaitan. Much more can be said, but we want to get on to the ilaj of the anger from the authentic sunnah of the Nabi of Islam, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Some of us have anger management issues, and you can hear these hadith, and you can know this what we're about to say very well because we know what our shortcomings are, and yet we still have trouble with dealing with anger and managing anger. It's not easy. Except for those people that Allah makes it easy for. So as that hadith said, Knowledge comes as a result of going out and getting it and acquiring it. And also being gentle and easy comes as a result of forcing yourself to be gentle and easy. Maybe you're just not like that naturally, but if you keep working on it and you keep working on it and you keep working on it, the characteristic will become part and parcel of your personality. The mushkila is the person who is just mustaslim. And he says things like, I've always been angry. I've always had anger management. And you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm never going to, I'm all, that's the problem. You'll never change then. So we have to work on ourselves and make the jihad nafs. And in which way? What the Prophet mentioned, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The ilaj of anger at the top of the list is the dhikr of Allah. The dhikr of Allah. The dhikr of Allah Azza wa Jalla. 
Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنِ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ Verily, those people who have the taqwa of Allah and they fear Allah, if a shaitan comes and touches them, they remember Allah and lo behold, they can see clearly and straight. The great tabi'i, Sa'id ibn Jubair, He's someone you should go and familiarize yourself with. He's from the seven fuqaha of the tabi'een. When you talk about Abu Bakr, Uthman, and Ali, he's up there like them as it relates to the tabi'een. May Allah be pleased with the companions and pleased with those believers from the tabi'een. He said the meaning of this ayat, those people who have taqwa, yarhamakullah. Those people who have taqwa, if shaitan touches them, they make the dhikr of Allah and they can see straight. He said, that's the man who becomes angry. And he makes the dhikr of Allah. He starts to make the dhikr. With the dhikr of Allah, the hearts become tranquil. The heart where the anger is hosted calms down. From the dhikr, is making the isti'adha billahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the dhikr number two, is making isti'adha, the last three surahs of the Qur'an, al-ikhlas and the ma'awwadhatin, those three surahs are important. After every prayer, he used to say them multiple times. Before going to bed, he used to say them. They benefit so many things, so many. Benefits from the ain, benefits from Hasid, benefits from wiswas, so many benefits, so many benefits. The Prophet was sitting in the presence of two men, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he started arguing, and they started cursing each other, and one of them became super duper angry, very angry. His neck started to swell, his veins came out, his color changed. Rasulullah was watching him and he said to the people, إِنِّي لَأَعْلُمْ كَلِمَةً لَوْ قَالَهَا لَذَهَبَ عَنْهُ مَا يَجِدَ لَوْ قَالَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنِ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ لَذَهَبَ عَنْهُ مَا يَجِدَ He said, I know a word, I know something that he could say. If he says it, that anger, that thing he's going through, is going to disappear and dissipate. All he has to do is say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنِ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ that easy, that simple. That easy and that simple. That's all he has to say it. Even if it's not in his heart, it's not in his head, just by saying it, the shaitan runs away. So the Prophet used to make an isti'adha billah only. He would make isti'adha with the kalimat of Allah. And one of the refutations of the ilmul kalam people is that the Quran is the kalam of Allah. If you make isti'adha, seek that type of help from the Nabi who's dead, the saint that's dead, the Malaika, people can't help you, that's shirkum billahi, shirkum billah. We're living in a time right now where our ummah doesn't know what shirk is and the danger. And if you gave them an example to show them the danger of a shirk, the people look at you as being inappropriate in what you're saying. The people look at you. So as the speaker, as the khatib, as the teacher, you have to talk to the people based upon the level of what they understand. It's going to be problems. Rasulullah taught us, أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق 
anyone who says this dua when he comes to any place, the masjid, his job, what? The shaitan won't be able to harm him while he's there for that time until he gets up and he goes. He used to make that dua for his children, seeking refuge in them from the ayn and shaitan and rodents and the scourge and so forth and so on. So he told the people, if that man says this, the anger will disappear and it would go away. Number three, what's the ilaj of anger? The ilaj of anger, ikhwani, is just to be quiet. Don't talk. He says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِذَا غَدِبَ أَحَدُكُمْ فَلْيَسْكُتْ If any of you become angry, be quiet. Don't talk. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Now, with these mobile phones that we have, for those of us who are married or we have a misunderstanding with people who are around us and you become upset and then you start recording your message and you're angry and you send that message, the message is going to be a problem. No one ever sent the message in anger and then saw that the person didn't see it and then they erased it except that that benefited him. Except that he said, Alhamdulillah, I didn't send that. Because when you send that kind of message, it's going to ignite a fire. It's going to make the problem bigger. That is not the way to deal with it. You become angry, don't text. Don't text. Don't call. Don't talk. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. And if the person is still there like the woman whose aql is naqis, she wants you to talk and she's just standing there making you try to talk and you just don't talk to her. She'll start to feel at some point, if she keeps trying to talk and you're not talking, something's wrong with her. And she'll leave you alone, inshallah. But if she doesn't leave you alone, then it's the next point. Because some of them won't leave you alone. Some of them won't leave you alone. And the brothers who laugh and they know what I'm talking about. Get into your central nervous system. The fourth thing to do to stop the anger is change your position. Taghir. You okay, my man? You alright? Taghir al-hal. Whatever condition you find yourself on, change your condition. Ali ibn Abi Talib is a wali from the odia of Allah, and he's the greatest judge of this ummah from the companions, as the Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ali is the biggest judge of my ummah. Aqda ummati Ali ibn Abi Talib. Abu Bakr is more knowledgeable than him. Umar is more knowledgeable than him. Uthman is more virtuous than him. But in terms of al-qadha and judging, Ali was the judge. But he had a disagreement with the daughter of the Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And she was the first one from his family members who met him after he died. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She got out of his dunya. No more of the hum and the gham and the mashakl of the dunya. It's a ni'mah min Allah. That she met up with her father not very long after he died. She didn't have to spend a lot of time in her life after losing her Habib. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those two got married and he became angry with his wife. What did he do? He left the house, changed the condition. Left the house, went into the masjid and lay down in the dirt. Lay down in the dirt. The Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, إِذَا غَدِبَ أَحَدُكُمْ وَهُوَ قَائِمْ فَلْيَجْلِسْ 
If any of you are angry and you get angry and you're standing up, then sit down. He said, if the anger goes away, it goes away. And if it doesn't go away and you're sitting down, then lie down. Wallahi, the Prophet knew what he was talking about, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ibn al-Qayyim and others from the ulama, they said that the wisdom from that is, again, the place of the anger is in your heart, and the heart is in control of all of your limbs. If you sit down, if you lie down, you're rendering your limbs incapacitated, inshallah. The one who's lying down is not going to pick up an iron and throw it because he's lying down. He's not going to get the gun from under the, wherever it is and shoot anybody because he's lying down. So change your position, change your position. From that as well is to try to struggle to be from the muhsinin, the people of Al-Ihsan. And Al-Ihsan, as we mentioned many times, in the hadith of Jibril, what is Islam? What is Al-Iman? And what is Al-Ihsan? Al-Ihsan is to worship Allah as though you see Him, and although you don't see Allah, Allah sees you. So your thing is, I'm angry right now, and I have to fear Allah. I have to not concentrate on what's going on with the people. I have to fear Allah and see that this is a challenge. This is an ibtila, this is a fitna. Ikhtibar, imtihan. And you're from those people from the muhsineen. And the reward for the muhsineen is on another level. Yawm qiyamah In the case of anger, the Prophet mentions sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Man kathama ghaythan wa huwa qadirun ala an yunafidhuhu. دعاه الله تعالى يوم القيامة حتى يخيره في أي الحور شاء anyone who becomes angry and he has the ability to execute and to demonstrate his anger he has the ability to scream out to curse, to swear, to fight, to grab to punch, to hurt he has a car and he has road rage Road rage. He's gonna mess his car up and he's gonna mess other people's cars up. He's gonna hit pedestrians, but he's so mejnoon at that point, he doesn't care. His thing is, I'll deal with that later. He's not even thinking. He will run someone off of the road. I've seen that on the highway, on the motorway. Anyone who becomes angry and he has the ability to manifest it, to demonstrate it, to execute it, but he holds it back, he doesn't do it, he controls it, Yomu Qiyam Allah is going to call out to him, and he's going to allow him to choose any of the huru'een that he wants, in front of all of the people, because of his ihsan, he gets the reward of Allah's ihsan, the ayat of the Qur'an describe the muhsineen in the Qur'an. In many, many ayat. He mentioned about them subhanahu wa ta'ala الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالدَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاذِمِينَ الْغَيْذِ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنَ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Those people who spend out of their money, their wealth, that's ihsan. They don't have to do that. That's in addition to their zakat. Every time something happens, they're spending money. And those people who they spend in good times and in difficult times. 
and the kathimin al-ghayb, those people who control their anger. Wal-afina nas and those people who give afu when they pardon and forgive people. Allah loves those people who are the muhsineen. So the one who controls his anger is a person of al-ihsan. If, if, he's doing it for Allah's sake. He's doing it for Allah's sake. Allah mentioned the last ayat that we want to mention. وَالَّذِينَ يَجْتَنِبُونَ كَبَائِلَ الْإِثَمْ وَالْفَوَاهِشْ وَإِذَا مَا غَدِبُوا هُمْ يَغْفِرُونَ The muhsineen. They are those people who they avoid the major sins and they avoid the fawahish and if they become angry, they forgive people. They overlook. They forgive people. So all of this anger that we've been mentioning up until this point is the anger that is haddam. It doesn't help the tarbiyah of the kid. The kid will grow up saying to his brothers and sisters, I hate my dad. I hate him. Because he's a madman. He was dealt with in a rough and tough way, and he's dealing with us in a rough and tough way. The father comes home every day, 5, 5.30, but he's late, and he didn't get home by 7. The kids are happy, hoping he was in a car accident, because he's so mean and rough and tough. It doesn't help in the terbiyah of the kids. Anger is the jami' of all evil, and the opposite is hilm, that dad who is gentle and easy, not necessarily a pushover, but he's gentle and he's easy. This is the one who, he's supposed to be home five, five, five thirty, and it's seven o'clock, they start saying, ma, ma, where, 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 where's dad at? Well, what's going on? Where, where, where's our father at? They start to worry. So that's the anger that is haram. As for the other anger, there is an anger that is wajib. There is an anger that is legislated. Our mother Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, described the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and she said about him, "Kana la yat, kana la yantaqim li nafsihi, walakin even tuhikat hurumatillah intaqim alillah." Rasulullah would never take revenge, never become angry for his own self. But if one of the hudud of Allah. If something in the religion was compromised, then he would become angry for Allah. So the Prophet told the people, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, whoever loves for Allah's sake and hates for Allah's sake, becomes angry for Allah's sake. Man ahabba lillah, wa abghada lillah, wa a'ta lillah, wa man'a lillah, faqad istakmala imanuhu. Love for Allah, hate for Allah, become angry for Allah. Give for Allah, you don't give for Allah, your iman is complete. Your iman is complete. So there's an anger in Al-Islam. The, the, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that hadith of Sahl ibn Hunayf and Amir ibn Rabi'ah, may Allah be pleased with him, when he gave him the evil eye because he praised him without making dua for barakah. When he saw Amir, he looked at Amir, and he looked at the people and he looked at Amr and he became angry, they said. And then asked the question, Why would one of you kill your brother? And he was rough, he was, he was angry. Because the man didn't say, Barakallah fi, Barakallah alayh. And he almost killed the man from giving him the evil eye. And he asked, Man ra'a min nafsihi. He was angry. 
Mu'adh ibn Jabal prayed with the people and he prayed very long Surah Al-Baqarah and the people couldn't handle it and some of them got out of the line and left the Salah and then there are those people who don't want to come to the masjid and there are those people who don't want to hear that khutbah because every time it's fighting people they don't want to hear the da'wah and they don't want to practice anymore because all they see is fighting and fighting and fighting the nafs many doors for shaitan to come in not just anger yarhamakullah there's the door of looking for an excuse I'm weak and I'm looking for justification to stop practicing anyway so I see the practicing people all they do is argue with one another this is not true I don't have time for that no so people do things that run the people away from the religion and the Nabi became angry with Mu'adh ibn Jabal some of the companions who narrated the hadith said we never saw him as angry as he was on that day his face became red he became red and he said to Mu'adh fatanun anta ya Mu'adh three times are you a fitna maker ya Mu'adh you a fitna maker are you a fitna maker? Some of you run people away from the religion. The way you are. Praying all of that time. Some people pray for a long time. Some people are rough and tough with the people. Some people their Tao is the Tao of nastiness. You run the people away from the religion. She's not wearing the hijab. No problem. It is an issue. She needs dawah. She needs nasiha. She needs a tanbih. She needs a tathkir. All of that. But not in a rough and tough, condescending, nasty way, disrespectful way. Somebody show me here someone who doesn't have problems. Somebody show me here someone who doesn't have problems. So some from, someone from our community is praying Qiyam Alayh. That is who he is. So now he meets up with you and he finds that you don't pray it at all. How would you feel if he were to talk to you like that? You're going to say, hey man, first of all, it's not wajib. Don't talk to me like that. Second of all, I'm not a child. Don't talk to me like that. Then why do you talk to other people? Remember this. Remember this. As we do, it'll be done unto us. If you have ihsan to the people, Allah have ihsan to you. Be gentle with people. People, inshallah, azawajal, have Allah azawajal, being halim with them. So the point here is, this is the anger that's permissible. They described him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. إِذَا اخْتَطَبَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم عَلَى صَوْتُهُ وَاشْتَدَّ غَضَبُهُ وَحْمَرَّدْ عَيْنَاهُ If he gave a khutbah, he would raise his voice, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If he gave a khutbah, his eyes would become red with anger. If he gave the khutbah, his anger would increase as if he was warning the people of an impending army that was coming and was going to pounce upon them. That's the anger that is permissible in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah mentioned in the Quran concerning Musa, Musa asifa. Musa went to meet Allah Allah gave him the parchments. Allah spoke to him. وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا Spoke to him in a way that تَلِيقُ بِجَلَالَتِهِ He spoke. Doesn't speak like the human being. But he spoke to him. When Musa returned from the meeting and he saw Bani Israel and they were worshipping the Ijal, 
he returned and Musa was angry and Asifa. He was in sorrow to see what his people did. Hey, you people just stay right here. Allah saved us from Pharaoh. He sent me, I don't have an army, me and my brother, and he saved us. Came through the Red Sea and destroyed our enemy. Now let me go get the instructions. You stay right here. Haron, you take care of them. You watch over them. You are my na'ib in my absence. And he went. And miracles happened there. Miracles. When he came back, he found the people out of all things making shikum billah. And he told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you people are going to follow the people who went before you, hand span by hand span, arm span by arm span, to the point that they go into a lizard's hole, you're going to go into that lizard's hole. They said, oh, you mean the Jews and the Christians? He said, well, men and nights. Who else am I talking about? Quickly, after he went up, they started making ship. And look at our community right now. Again, I repeat, a person says, for an example, a shirk is the worst sin that you can possibly commit. And you can go on and give examples of the noob and ma'asi. But you have to give the generic ones. And I do respect that you have to watch your audience. You got to read the room. You start giving examples. If the person killed 100 people. If a person were to burn down a thousand messages. If the individual did this, did that, did that. All of that, Allah can forgive that. If you make toba. But if you make shik, Allah won't forgive you. So if someone gave the worst thing you can possibly think of as a sin, now you have to be careful where you say it and when, but as people of a tohi, we shouldn't have a problem with that. That's the reality. That's how big and severe shik is. So our community is making shik right now. And people think it is tohid, and people think it is the sunnah. So Allah Ta'ala mentioned as it relates to Musa, he came back, he told the people, قَالْ Terrible thing that you people done after I went in my absence. And then what did he do? Allah Ta'ala said, وَأَلْقَ الْأَرْوَاحِ وَأَخَذَ بِرَأْسْ أَخِهِ يَجُرُّهُ إِلَيْهِ Musa came down with what Allah revealed to him. He saw what happened and he threw the arwah that were revealed and they broke. What Allah sent to him, revealed to him, and it broke. That thing is muqaddis. That thing that Allah gave him is muqaddis. It's from Allah. He threw it down in anger. And then he grabbed his brother by the head. And his brother said, don't, don't do that. I was weak. They were going to try to kill me. Anger. Now I'm not here to say Musa did bad. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. But... It goes to show what we mentioned. La taghdab. La taghdab. Stay away from things that make you angry. La taghdab. Decisions that are made when you're angry, they don't count in the religion. So that kind of anger, if someone took the Quran and he flung it across the room because he was angry. The Quran was there and he kicked it because he was angry. That's an action of kufr. That's an action of kufr. If a person did it intentionally, like we saw people taking cocaine out, akramakumullah, when they broke into some masjid and they were doing cocaine on the Quran. If it was real or not, they was, that's what they were acting like they were doing. Allah knows best. 
that's kufrun billahi. Kufrun billahi. But someone did that out of extreme anger. He's angry. A person comes and says, Ya khi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi taghdab. He says, get out of here with that nonsense. I'm not trying to hear that. You and Rasulullah, get out of here. He didn't mean it. That's kufr. So just as Musa threw that thing down, you don't go outside of Islam when you say or do something due to extreme happiness. Allahumma, you're my slave and I'm your Lord. Doesn't count. From being too happy, he said that. Extreme anger, he does something, divorce, says kufr, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. So Musa's anger is the anger of What's natural in human beings when we see munkarat and so forth and so on. But I would like to say, when we do see those things, we have to take it easy, inshallah. It's okay to be angry, but don't let your anger impact upon your dawah to the person. Lastly, don't be of the people who you believe that your anger is for Allah, but your anger is for your nafs, it's for you. It's not for Allah. Because if your anger was for Allah, you would deal with people a bit differently. You would give people excuses, and you'll give people reasons, and you'll have husnavan, and you'll give them opportunities to make toba, and you'll give them opportunities to make restorations, opportunities to make muraja'a, to, to, to recant, and to change the position. But you don't do that. You use the worst language, some of us use the worst language, superlatives and descriptions and actions in our Tao when we see people doing things. And that's a sign. That's a sign of jahil. And it's a sign of lack of sincerity. Lack of sincerity. And I want to mention this because I believe people should hear it. Recently, our brother Muhammad Hijab said some real greasy, greasy Inappropriate things about a Sadafi and Sadafi people. Really greasy. Likening a Sadafiyah to Hinduism and things like that. When in reality a Sadafiyah with his right meaning is Al-Islam and Musaffa. It's pure Islam. It's true Islam. And people who call to it correctly are not calling people to their children or other than their children. Not calling them to anything to do with Hinduism. He also mentioned about Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab in a way that was disrespectful. And I do agree and acknowledge there are some people who, if you criticize a Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, is sacrilegious, sacrilegious. And then the same people have the nerve to come and tell the audience what we all know. And that is the statement of Al-Imam Malik. What's Al-Imam Malik's statement? What's Al-Imam Malik's statement? And Imam Malik said everyone who speaks, his statements are accepted or rejected, except who? Except the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Abu Bakr, Uthman, Umar, Ali. Everybody's statements are accepted or rejected. Except the Nabi of Islam sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That means by default everyone, and Imam Malik's statements are accepted or rejected. And definitely a Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab. So what that brother said in describing his beneficial book is unacceptable. Unacceptable. 
But I become so angry that I call him a zindiq. Nah, that's a, that, that's a big kerima. A zindiq? I don't believe that the person means he's a kafir. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. He's a zindiq from the zanadiqa. A dajjal from the dajajala. In ilmul hadith. That's how they call some people. Don't mean that he's a non-Muslim. He's just prolific and lying. And his evil is mustatir. And it could mean that the person is a Catholic. It could mean, but I don't think the person meant that. Zindiq for saying that? No. He's confused. Muhammad Hijab about Salafia. And if he stays in his lane, he'll continue to benefit our ummah and learn about a Salafi in the religion and stop attacking Salafia. We all have been oppressed by Muslims, but that does not give us the right to criticize al-Islam. We criticize what people have done. So the shahid min al-kalam is, don't let your anger go overboard and don't be a person who has ghurur. I'm getting angry for Allah. This is a sign of Kamal al-Iman. Nah, your anger is because of your hizb. Your anger is because of your country. Your anger is because of your centrism that you're on and that you're upon. So in concluding and closing, we ask Allah Ta'ala for his maghfira for all of us and to guide these dua to a fighting each other and wasting all of this time. Wasting all of this time. Wasting all of this time. Personalities and all of this madness. And may Allah Ta'ala help us all to be of those people who have our anger in control, especially the people from the Dhahabi clan. Say Ameen. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa ashadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa tubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.